0: Social engineering SE, has been largely misunderstood, leading to many differing opinions on what social engineering is and how it works. This has led to a situation where some may view S.E. as simply lying to scam trivial free items such as pizza or obtaining sexual gratification. Others think S.E. just refers to the tools used by criminals or con men, or perhaps that it is a science whose theories can be broken down into parts or equations and studied. Or perhaps it's a long lost mystical art giving practitioners the ability to use powerful mind tricks like a magician or illusionist. In whatever camp your flag flies, this book is for you. Social engineering is used everyday by everyday people in everyday situations. A child trying to get her way in the candy aisle or an employee looking for a raise is using social engineering. Social engineering happens in government or small business marketing. Unfortunately, it is also present when criminals, con men, and the like trick people into giving away information that makes them vulnerable to crimes. Like any tool, social engineering is not good or evil, but simply a tool that has many different uses. Consider some of these questions to drive that point home. Have you been tasked to make sure your company is as secure as possible? Are you a security enthusiast who reads every bit of the latest information out there? Are you a professional penetration tester who is hired to test the security of your clients? Are you a college student taking some form of its specialization as your major? Are you presently a social engineer looking for new and improved ideas to utilize in your practice? Are you a consumer who fears the dangers of fraud and identity theft? Regardless of which one of those situations fits you, the information contained within this book will open your eyes to how you can use social engineering skills. You will also peer into the dark world of social engineering and learn how the bad guys use these skills to gain an upper hand. From there, you learn how to become less vulnerable to social engineering attacks. One warning up front, this book is not for the weak. It takes you into those dark corners of society where the black hats, the malicious hackers, live. It uncovers and delves into areas of social engineering that are employed by spies and con men it reviews tactics and tools that seem like they are stolen from a James Bond movie. In addition, it covers common everyday situations and then shows how they are complex social engineering scenarios. In the end, the book uncovers the insider tips and tricks of professional social engineers and yes, even professional criminals. Some have asked why I would be willing to reveal this information. The answer is simple, the bad guys don't stop because of a contractual limitation or their own morals they don't cease after one failed attempt. Malicious hackers don't go away because companies don't like their servers to be infiltrated. Instead, social engineering, employee deception, and internet fraud are used more and more each day. While software companies are learning how to strengthen their programs, hackers and malicious social engineers are turning to the weakest part of the infrastructure, the people. Their motivation is all about return on investment, Roy. No self-respecting hacker is going to spend 100 hours to get the same results from a simple attack that takes one hour or less. The sad result in the end is that no way exists to be 100% secure unless you unplug all electronic devices and move to the mountains. Because that isn't too practical, nor is it a lot of fun, this book discusses ways to become more aware and educated about the attacks out there and then outlines methods that you can use to protect against them. My motto is security through education. Being educated is one of the only surefire ways to remain secure against the increasing threats of social engineering and identity theft. Kaspersky Labs, a leading provider of antivirus and protection software, estimated that more than 100,000 malware samples were spread through social networks in 2009. In a recent report, Kaspersky estimated that attacks against social networks are 10 times more successful than other types of attacks. The old hacker adage, knowledge is power does apply here. The more knowledge and understanding one has of the dangers and threats of social engineering each consumer and business can have, and the more each attack scenario is dissected, the easier it will be to protect from, mitigate, and stop these attacks. That is where the power of all this knowledge will come in. Why this book is so valuable Many books are available on the market on security, hacking, penetration testing, and even social engineering, Many of these books have very valuable information and tips to help their readers. Even with all that the information available, a book was needed that takes social engineering information to the next level and describes these attacks in detail, explaining them from the malicious side of the fence. This book is not merely a collection of cool stories, neat hacks, or wild ideas. This book covers the world's first framework for social engineering. It analyzes and dissects the very foundation, Of what makes a good social engineer and gives practical advice on how to use these skills to enhance the reader's abilities to test the biggest weakness, the human infrastructure. The layout this book offers a unique approach to social engineering. It is structured closely to the in-depth social engineering framework found at www.social-engineer.org framework. This framework outlines the skills and the tools physical, mental, And personality, a person should strive to possess to be an excellent social engineer. This book takes a tell-and-show approach by first presenting a principle behind a topic then defining, explaining, and dissecting, then showing its application using collections of real stories or case studies. This is not merely a book about stories or neat tricks, but a handbook, a guide through the dark world of social engineering, Throughout the book, you can find many internet links to stories or accounts, as well as links to tools and other aspects of the topics discussed. Practical exercises appear throughout the book that are designed to help you master not only the social engineering framework, but also the skills to enhance your daily communications. These statements are especially true if you are a security specialist. As you read this book, I hope to impress upon you that security is not a part time job and is not something to take lightly. As criminals and malicious social engineers seem to go from bad to worse in this world, attacks on businesses and personal lives seem to get more intense. Naturally, everyone wants to be protected, as evidenced by the increase in sales for personal protection software and devices. Although these items are important, the best protection is knowledge, security through education. The only true way To reduce the effect of these attacks is to know that they exist, to know how they are done, and to understand the thinking process and mentality of the people who would do such things. When you possess this knowledge and you understand how malicious hackers think, a light bulb goes off. That proverbial light will shine upon the once darkened corners and enable you to clearly see the bad guys lurking there. When you can see the way these attacks are used ahead of time, you can prepare your companies and your personal affairs to ward them off. Of course, I am not contradicting what I said earlier, I believe there is no way to truly be 100% secure. Even top secret, highly guarded secrets can be and have been hacked in the simplest of manners. Look at the archived story at www.social-engineer.org resources book topsecretstolenhtm from a newspaper in Ottawa, Canada. This story is very interesting because some documents ended up in the wrong hands. These weren't just any documents, but top-secret defense documents that outline things such as locations of security fences at the Canadian Forces Base (CFB) in Trenton, the floor plan of the Canadian Joint Incident Response Unit, and more. How did the breach occur? The plans were thrown away in the trash can, and someone found them in the dumpster. A simple dumpster dive could have led to one of that country's largest security breaches. Simple yet deadly attacks are launched every day and point to the fact that people need education, need to change the way they adhere to password policies and the way they handle remote access to servers, and need to change the way they handle interviews, deliveries, and employees who are hired or fired. Yet without education the motivation for change just isn't there. In 2003 the Computer Security Institute did a survey along with the FBI and found that 77% of the companies interviewed stated a disgruntled employee is the source of a major security breach. Vontu, the Data Loss Prevention section of Symantec says that one out of every 500 emails contains confidential data. Some of the highlights of that report, quoted from http colon financialservices.house.gov slash media slash pdf slash 062403ja.pdf, are as follows, 62% reported incidents at work that could put customer data at risk for identity theft. 66% say their co-workers, not hackers, pose the greatest risk to consumer privacy. Only 10% said hackers were the greatest threat. 46% say it would be easy to extrameliacy for workers to remove sensitive data from the corporate database. 32%, about 1 in 3, are unaware of internal company policies to protect customer data. These are staggering and stomach-wrenching statistics. Later chapters discuss these numbers in more detail. The numbers show a serious flaw in the way security itself is handled. When there is education, hepephilib for a breach, then people can make changes that can prevent unwanted loss, pain, and monetary damage. Sun Tzu said, If you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the results of a hundred battles. How true those words are, but knowing is just half the battle. Action on knowledge is what defines wisdom, not just knowledge alone. This book is most effective used as a handbook or guide through the world of social attacks, social manipulation and social engineering. What's coming up This is book is designed to cover all aspects, tools, and skills used by professional and malicious social engineers. Each chapter delves deep into the science and art of a specific social engineering skill to show you how it can be used, enhanced, and perfected. The next section of this chapter, Overview of Social Engineering, defines social engineering and what roles it plays in society today as well as the different types of social engineering attacks, including other areas of life where social engineering is used in a non-malicious way. I will also discuss how a social engineer can use the social engineering framework in planning an audit or enhancing his own skills. Chapter 2 is where the real meat of the lessons begins. Information gathering is the foundation of every social engineering audit. The social engineer's mantra is, I am only as good as the information I gather, A social engineer can possess all the skills in the world, but if he or she doesn't know about the target, if the social engineer hasn't outlined every intimate detail, then the chance of failure is more likely to occur. Information gathering is the crux of every social engineering engagement, although people skills and the ability to think on your feet can help you get out of a sticky situation. More often than not, the more information you gather, the better your chances of success. The questions that I will answer in that chapter include the following, what sources can a social engineer use? What information is useful? How can a social engineer collect, gather, and organize this information? How technical should a social engineer get? How much information is enough? After the analyzation of information gathering, the next topic addressed in chapter 2 is communication modeling. This topic closely ties in with information gathering, First I will discuss what communication modeling is and how it began as a practice. Then the chapter walks through the steps needed to develop and then use a proper communication model. It outlines how a social engineer uses this model against a target and the benefits in outlining it for every engagement. Chapter 3 covers elicitation, the next logical step in the framework. It offers a very in-depth look into how questions are used to gain information, passwords, in-depth knowledge of the target and his or her company. You will learn what is good and proper elicitation and learn how important it is to have your elicitations planned out. Chapter 3 also covers the important topic of preloading the target's mind with information to make your questions more readily accepted. As you unravel this section you will clearly see how important it is to become an excellent elicitor. You will also clearly see how you can use that skill, not just in your security practices, but in daily life. Chapter 4, which covers pretexting, is powerful. This heavy topic is one of the critical points for many social engineers. Pretexting involves developing the role the social engineer will play for the attack on the company. Will the social engineer be a customer, vendor, tech support, new hire, or something equally realistic and believable? Pretexting involves not just coming up with the storyline, but also developing the way your persona would look, act, talk, walk, deciding what tools and knowledge they would have, and then mastering the entire package so, when you approach the target, you are that person and not simply playing a character. The questions covered include the following, What is pretexting? How do you develop a pretext? What are the principles of a successful pretext? How can a social engineer plan? And then execute a perfect pretext. How technical should a social engineer get? How much information is enough? After the analyzation of information gathering, the next topic addressed in Chapter 2 is communication modeling. This topic closely ties in with information gathering. First, I will discuss what communication modeling is and how it began as a practice. Then, the chapter walks through the steps needed to develop and then use a proper communication model it outlines how a social engineer uses this model against a target and the benefits in outlining it for every engagement. Chapter 3 covers elicitation, the next logical step in the framework. It offers a very in-depth look into how questions are used to gain information, passwords, in-depth knowledge of the target and his or her company. You will learn what is good and proper elicitation, and learn how important it is to have your elicitations planned out. Chapter 3 also covers the important topic of preloading the target's mind with information to make your questions more readily accepted. As you unravel this section you will clearly see how important it is to become an excellent elicitor. You will also clearly see how you can use that skill, not just in your security practices, but in daily life. Chapter 4, which covers pretexting, is powerful. This heavy topic is one of the critical points for many social engineers. Pretexting involves developing the role the social engineer will play for the attack on the company. Will the social engineer be a customer, vendor, tech support, new hire, or something equally realistic and believable? Pretexting involves not just coming up with the storyline, but also developing the way your persona would look, act, talk, walk, deciding what tools and knowledge they would have, and then mastering the entire package so, when you approach the target, you are that person. And not simply playing a character. The questions covered include the following, what is pretexting? How do you develop a pretext? What are the principles of a successful pretext? How can a social engineer plan and then execute a perfect pretext? Any command they want. Just like hackers write overflows to manipulate software to execute code, the human mind can be given certain instructions to, in essence, overflow the target and insert custom instructions. Chapter 5 is a mind-blowing lesson in how to use some simple techniques to master how people think. Many people have spent their lives researching and proving what can and does influence people. Influence is a powerful tool with many facets to it. To this end, Chapter 6 discusses the fundamentals of persuasion. The principles engaged in Chapter 6 will start you on the road toward becoming a master of persuasion, the chapter presents a brief discussion of the different types of persuasion that exist and provides examples to help solidify how you can use these facets in social engineering. The discussion doesn't stop there, framing is also a hot topic nowadays. Many different opinions exist on how one can use framing, and this book shows some real life examples of it. Then dissecting each, I take you through the lessons learned and things you can do to practice reframing yourself as well as use framing in everyday life as a social engineer. Another overwhelming theme in social engineering is manipulation, what is its purpose? What kinds of incentives drive manipulators? How can a person use it in social engineering? Chapter 6 presents all a social engineer needs to know on the topic of manipulation and how to successfully apply such skills. Chapter 7 covers the tools that can make a social engineering audit more successful from physical tools such as hidden cameras to software-driven information gathering tools, each section covers tested and tried tools for social engineers. Once you understand the social engineering framework, Chapter 8 discusses some real-life case studies. I have chosen two excellent accounts from world-renowned social engineer Kevin Mitnick. I analyze, dissect, and then propose what you can learn from these examples and identify the methods he used from the social engineering framework. Moreover, I discuss what can be learned from his attack vectors as well as how they can be used today. I discuss some personal accounts and dissect them, as well. What social engineering guide would be complete without discussing some of the ways you can mitigate these attacks? The appendix provides this information. I answer some common questions on mitigation and give some excellent tips to help secure you and your organization against these malicious attacks. The preceding overview is just a taste of what is to come. I truly hope you enjoy reading this book as much as I have enjoyed writing it. Social engineering is a passion for me. I do believe there are certain traits, whether learned or inherent, that can make someone a great social engineer. I also subscribe to the belief that with enough time and energy, anyone can learn the different aspects of social engineering and then practice these skills to become a proficient social engineer. The principles in this book are not new, there is no mind blowing technology. That you will see that will change the face of security forever. There are no magic pills. As a matter of fact, the principles have been around for as long as people have. What this book does do is combine all of these skills in one location. It does give you clear direction on how to practice these skills as well as examples of real life situations where they are used. All of this information can help you gain a true sense of understanding the topics discussed. The best place to start is with the basics. By answering one fundamental question, what is social engineering?